Hello Internet, my name is Rob Wong. Let's talk about why online dating is a clusterfuck and how I made that work anyway. So, uh, lately, been getting great results with online dating despite a long-time history of just hating the shit out of it, right? Ever since it came out, I've been vehemently against it, and I, I feel like there are multiple reasons for this, not the least of which is, like, uh, it forces you to text. And texting, in general, I think is the lowest and worst form of communication if you don't include silence, which, honestly... If you're if you're if you're if you're in the texting game right now, if you're doing online dating, then you got to recognize that like you you already know by now, silence is is a big part of the whole process of dating online, right? And it sucks, it's painful, it's non-communication. I don't like it. But how do we turn this into a win anyway? So first, I think we can divide this into several different problems, right? And they 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 fall into three categories. So either you're dealing with one, I am not getting matches despite being on this website or app or whatever. Two, I am getting matches, but conversations are shit, uh, and they're not going anywhere. I'm just getting friend zoned left and right. People are just disappearing. They're ghosting, right? And, or number three, I am actually making it work, right? I'm taking it all the way to the date phase, and then on dates, things are just fucking falling apart, and I don't know what's going on. These women are just not interested after date one. They just disappear. So... Let's begin by addressing problem number one. I'm not getting matches. So if you're not getting matches, then the, the issue is clearly with your profile, right? Um, it's not that you are ugly or unattractive. That's never, ever the case. What is the case is you might be putting on the wrong photos for an online profile. And what I mean by that is you might have anything besides this setup for your pictures. What you want is to hire a professional photographer. Pay a couple of hundred of dollars, right? And get a few photos in different backgrounds and arenas where people can see the following. One, you in some kind of outdoorsy scene, right? So that they can see your full body and don't get a picture of you holding a fish. That's a meme by now. You don't want to be a... Or, or do you want to be a meme? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I would recommend against the fishing photo unless you are specifically gunning for a woman that likes fishing as a lifestyle. If that is a major requirement of yours, then by all means, put in the fishing photo. But if you are not, then you're signaling the wrong thing. The next thing that you want is a photo where it's clear and obvious who you are and what your face looks like, because that's really important. They need to be able to appreciate your face if they're attracted to your face and whether or not they want to base their, uh, I mean, yeah, if they want to initiate a connection based off of that, right? You would never date someone that you're not attracted to, so don't expect them to do the same. The automatic assumption here for most guys is like, ah, I gotta be cool, right? Ah, gotta, gotta be masculine and manly. And I'm gonna wear sunglasses and I'm not gonna smile. I'm gonna be angry and gangster. But that's really great if you're trying to date other men, right? Because those are the standards that men hold themselves to. But if women are in the picture, what they're looking for is something entirely different. So what are women looking for? They're looking to be able to see your eyes and see if there's some kind of connection, right? They want to see if they can discern your personality and what kind of person you are based off of your face. So sunglasses cover up a big piece of your face. And if you have a lot of photos with just you in sunglasses, it looks like you're trying to hide something. 
that goes double if you're looking away from the camera in every single one of your photos. So make sure that it's clear, clear, clear photos of your face, right? So your body and your face, those things. Now, it can really help if you're in other contexts in your pictures, right? If you are around friends having a good time and someone happened to snap a good photo or whatever, you know? People just need to be able to walk away with a strong impression of who you are as a person, which also means that you need to take some motherfucking time to fill out your bio. I know, I know that the general consensus is that women don't read the bio, but they fucking do, right? In order, because for this process, it's, it's about two things for women. The first is safety right? And if there's not enough information about you, there's no safety. She's just not going to swipe on you. The second part is attraction. And we're going to get into that. But the baseline assumption for most dudes is that, oh, I'm not attractive. Wrong, motherfucker. You are. You just don't believe it. And that's what's sabotaging your results. Now, in order to address that, there are multiple different ways to go into that layer, right? But we're not going to do that precisely right now. Just take it on faith, right? For right now, that you are more attractive than you think. You're just not presenting yourself in the right light, right? So that's why you got to hire that photographer. They will be able to figure out what that context is for you, right? They'll be able to help you pick out the right photo for you. But if you're not sure, you can always take your photo over to photofeeler.com, upload it, and then have women that you are interested in, that is the demographic and the age range that you're interested in, vote on how attractive your photo is so you have definitive proof of whether or not you are attractive in that photo. In that photo, right? So the reason why I say in that photo is because if I look at my own results on photo feeler, one of the things that I've discovered is that I have a range, right? I'm anywhere from like a four or a zero for some women, which sucks to hear, but it's true, right? All the way up to a perfect 10. And on some photos, I fucking crush, right? Nine, nine or 10 all the way across the board. And so for other photos, I'm, I'm garbage, right? Women are not attracted to me. They think that I, there's, there's something wrong with my face, apparently in some photos. So understand that there's a range for everyone. Even if people think that you're conventionally unattractive, if you get the right photo, people will see that you're actually no attractive, right? So that isn't to say that you take photos to be deceptive of people, but you really do want to be putting your best foot forward, right? So you don't need to be in a tux, but maybe put on something a little bit nicer than sweatpants. Uh, <laughs> even though even though I think I mentioned that sweatpants are sometimes a turn on for women I think that's better reserved for women that you already kind of have a connection with kind of already have attraction with unless you don't mind unless that's like so normal for you that that's not a problem you can probably rock it and make it work because your belief here is probably the most important part but we're kind of getting off onto a really big tangent now so I'm gonna I'm gonna step it on forward to step number two well, actually, one more note, one more note. If you're writing a bio, right? If you're writing a bio, it's uh, it's important to be a little bit polarizing. Now, what women are looking for is a combination of several things, right? She wants fun. She wants interesting to be around, right? She wants romance and love. But what women are looking for on your bio is one, a really strong sense of who you are, which we've already mentioned before. But two, and this might even be this might even be more important, right? She wants some sense of ambition, 
right? She wants to know what you're up to, what you're building, what drives and moves you. What's the thing that you're creating that's larger than yourself? And if you don't have that, now might be a good time to sit down and ask yourself, what is it that you're trying to create, right? What would be the big sexy thing that you want to see in this world? And if you, yeah, it's worth it to take 20 minutes, 30 minutes to sit down and figure that out so that that can go onto your bio. Now, the second part is you do want to be polarizing, right? The mistake that all of us make, I think, when it comes to putting ourselves out there, and if you run your own business, you probably are aware of this as well. In fact, if you're running your own business and you're listening to this, everything that you're learning about dating applies directly to the prospecting process. So what works on women and the women that you're interested in when it comes to getting dates works for getting new clients and more money. So you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) So that being said, you want to be polarizing. And what do I mean by that? I mean that you need to have hard opinions about things, right? And this, this, this necessarily needs to align with your value system. And you have to be unafraid of putting that out. So one of the things that I bring up on this podcast now more regularly is the fact that I don't fucking want to train you or work with you if you don't care about people. If you're like a Republican ass motherfucker that just like wants to stomp down on people who don't have a voice. Fuck you. Get out of here. Now that's going to have the effect of one, really pissing off some conservative people that don't give a shit about people, which is great because I don't want to help you, right? They're not going to listen to this podcast. But you know who is going to listen to this podcast? thoughtful ass motherfucking gentlemen who give a fuck about society and want to make the world into a better place you're here right and you're like hell yeah i believe in that message and so do i and that so not only do i get to work with the people that i want to work with but i also like actively am attracting in the crowd that works for me right so you see how that works When it comes to dating, the same sort of thing applies. Now, you don't need to be a racist motherfucker or a jerk about it. You can be, but you don't have to be, right? But but understand that the more polarizing you are, the better and the stronger the draw will be for people to come towards you, and the more repulsive you will be to certain specific other individuals. So you got to understand that. You will never be appealing to everyone. And in an effort to be appealing to everyone, you begin to appear more and more mediocre, like that lukewarm, weird, moderate uh, candidate running for presidency that no one wants to vote for because he doesn't stand for anything, right? And so in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the same thing as having ambition. Being polarizing gives people a stronger sense of who you are. And that is so important, so important when it comes to any aspect of human connection. So understand that. That's what should be going into your bio. Now, you don't have to be all serious and shit about this either, right? If you're a funny person, include humor in your profile. You're allowed to do that too. In fact, it's encouraged, right? Because if you're just all like straight-laced and super businessy and logical, Women aren't going to be about that either. That's going to get you tossed into the friend zone. So there, I guess I answered the attraction thing in the end after all. (laughs) So, moving on. Step number two. I get matches, right? I get conversations, but they go to hell very quickly. Either women are just giving me one-word responses or not really engaging... Or, you know, it starts off really good and then it just kind of peters out and they fucking disappear, right? 
And uh, this one, unfortunately for you, is going to be a reflection of how you perceive and interpret reality. Now, the reality is you are going to get people that are going to be texting you like every two or three days, right? But what's really interesting to notice, and I noticed this in myself, is that there's this strong urgency about this process for me. Like, I really need to get their attention. Otherwise, they're going to disappear on me forever. And that's that's how I was taught, right? And this is, this is how they teach prospecting, too. If you don't close the deal in the first day, bro, they're going to go and do business with someone else. But that's not true either. Um, I, I am still talking with people that are getting back to me in a couple of days, but when they get back to me, they have like 25 minutes of voice messages, right? And so it's not that these people aren't interested. Sometimes these people are just motherfucking busy and our brains are the ones that are freaking out. Our brains are telling us, oh, this person is not interested and this is fucked. You should just leave. And if you look back at your history, when it comes to online dating conversations, you really have to take a hard look at how many of these conversations did I eject out of early? Where did I reject myself instead of allowing for her to reject me, right? Did you get triggered and then accuse her of some shit and then leave, right? Did you unmatch because you just assumed that the conversation was dead? Did you get really reactive and start having some kind of upset texting back and forth, accusing her of doing something, right? And if you did, that's where you actually lost the interaction. But for the most part, it's really difficult to lose attraction because this person matched up with you in the first place. So unless they're not talking with you, period, and you've sent out like four or five messages over the course of like a couple of weeks and this person has never gotten back to you, odds are this person might be going through some shit. So one thing that I picked up on from being in a relationship with someone who had massive anxiety is, and and you might have run into this, if you've ever run into a situation where you hammered out a date, right, in concrete, you got it on the calendar, this person was like a yeah, and they were excited about it in the moment. And then when it comes time for the actual date, they just fucking disappear, they won't reply to your messages anymore, and they're gone. What you might be dealing with is someone who has anxiety about making plans. Right, The minute that they make the plans, they feel all this pressure to perform and show up and they're not really sure if they're going to be like attractive enough or do well on the date. And then they just ghost because the pressure that they put on themselves is too great to cope. Now, this is still a dick move, right? This is still not cool. You should be in communication with people if you're not going to show up. But understand that sometimes there is a really good reason why these people aren't there. And if you don't have the patience, if you catch yourself having a reaction or a sense of urgency of, oh, I really need to make this, I need to get to the next level now, otherwise this is not going to work, recognize that that is self-sabotage happening. Now, that doesn't make you a bad person or a shitty guy or like someone who doesn't have game. That just makes you into a human being. And by being okay with that, we can begin to address it in a powerful way. So when you can be more patient, when you can be a non-reactive space for women, then and only then are you in a position to begin flirting, right? Because when we're trying to achieve an agenda, like it's like the way that guys grocery shop versus the way that women shop at the mall, right? They're out having the time of their fucking lives and guys, we're on a goddamn mission, right? To rescue the hostages and extract as quickly as possible. (laughs) 
great. I am hilarious. Um, right? And, and so that, the very fact that we're in a rush to accomplish the goal, right, to solve the problem is great when it comes to running a business because people don't want you to dilly-dally around while their house is on fire and enjoy yourself and self-express as you use the water to put out their smoldering condominium. No, no, that's, that's the wrong time and place for that. Do the work. But when it comes to dating and human relationships, we often forget because that's the approach that we're taught for most of our lives, right? Fix this. Fix it fast. And so that's what we're trying to do. And that's what I try to do all the time until I catch it and I recognize it and I realize that that shit is stressing me out. So that's, that is the first thing to recognize, right? So if you're not getting the results that you want to get when it comes to online dating, you're getting matches, you're getting into conversations, but all of a sudden it peters out, that is most likely what is happening. The other piece of this is that you might not be playful in this context, right? And this relates to the last thing that we just brought up. We're just trying to problem solve here. We're just we're just trying to get to the bottom of this situation, ma'am. <laughs> so so we, there's, there's, there's no room for play inside of this. And I, I had to do some research because I'm not great at play. I'm getting better at it. And as I get better at it, I can see that it's making my results online that much better. The reason why guys are bad at play is because it requires us to look silly, a little bit girly. It requires us to look bad, like dumb sometimes right one of the things that you do when you do play is like you just you you act like you misunderstood something you act like you're a little bit dumb right and for me someone who values their existence based off of how intelligent people think of me as right if and if someone thinks that I'm dumb then I think that I'm failing right I take that as a personal attack yo um but that's not the first thing to come to mind in in any situation right when someone like says something and it's, it doesn't represent what I'm thinking, my automatic thought is like, oh shit, I got to correct them, right? They might be judging me rather than taking it and turning it into a joke, right? So there is this element of like, hey, in order to make this fun and playful, I have to be willing to look bad. <laughs> I have to be willing to take some risks and look like a fucking dumbass, right? And and that that goes hand in hand with the space of vulnerability, which again, if you are not getting results and you're in conversation, vulnerability is probably the other missing piece. If she doesn't feel any emotions around you, it's probably probably because you have not given yourself permission to feel and express emotions around her. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. If she doesn't feel anything, no emotions around you, it's probably because you have not given yourself permission to feel and express emotions around her. And a lot of the dating process that I've that I've caught myself in, right? Sometimes I'll catch myself like really wanting, like I really want this woman to be fucking turned on, right? I want her to rub her pussy in front of me right now. I want to make her do that, right? But at this point, I'm thinking of strategically of like what actions that I have to do in order to influence her thought process, and that's impossible. I I will never be able to do that calculation and figure it out. 
But what I can do is instead feel really turned on myself and talk about that. I can just be turned on and be okay with that and have a conversation with a woman about that. And that's what's going to turn her on. So that makes sense. Not if you agree. Does that make sense? If you, yeah, just, yeah. Body motions, affirmation. So the same thing goes for attraction. The same thing goes for like fun and humor and joy, right? Any, any emotions that you want her to feel while she's out on a date with you, if you have a block about feeling that emotion, that's going to be the thing that fucks you over, right? If you feel silly, dumb, and girly, when like it's time for some joyous self-expression, then that's going to be the thing that keeps your dates bland. That's going to be the thing that keeps it from getting sexy and fun. So at the end of the day, your success here, and this goes, this goes double for business, right? So don't think that you're excluded here. If you're listening to this for business tactics, this is the same fucking thing. This happens with clients too. If they do not feel good about you, it's because you don't feel good about them. They might not be the best fit for you and it might show on your face or you might be so stoic, so used to hiding your emotions about how you feel about people, how you feel about clients that you've been keeping it to yourself and they don't get a sense that you're excited to work with them. They can't see it. It's just hidden behind that mask of stoicism and that is what is preventing you from getting the sale, preventing you from getting the date, etc., etc. Now, that also nicely addresses the last piece. Step number three, I showed up in person and this girl is not digging it. She is not having it, bro. Couple of reasons why this is happening. One is you believe that she's out of your league and your nervous system is causing you to self-sabotage. You're all nervous, you can't think straight, your sense of humor is out of whack, you are not grounded. You can't flow and just be yourself. And instead, you have this weird shell of who you are. You might notice that one, it's really hard to make conversation or two, that you're making really boring, conservative conversation and you're sweating profusely. Your body feels weird. Uh, and your, your, your brain is kind of constantly looking for what's wrong and what you can fix, which means that your inner critic is really, really, really active. So there are a few different ways to get used to this, but mostly they involve just pushing yourself to begin having conversations with people that feel a little bit uncomfortable and then continuing to have conversations even though you feel uncomfortable. And eventually your brain will learn that, hey, it's, uh, it's okay. And if I just stick with this for long enough, I'm going to be fine. This will eventually pan out. And then when it does, when it does, I will be completely okay. But you do have to begin taking that risk. There's no way to rehearse your way around this. But you can begin to do inner work as well, and that will help address this too, just not to the same extent as actually getting the experience, right? But you might have had some traumatic experiences in the past that you haven't actually recovered from. And usually, the younger you are when these traumatic experiences happen, like learning that you can't trust or rely on people, then the more of a reaction you will get. If you learned early on that you're not attractive, that you're actually hideous or ugly, if that's what you learned, then that's something that you will need to talk with someone about in order to resolve. And once you get it resolved, however, then you'll be golden, right? Then this process will be much, much easier. It'll feel less like you're about to die when you have a conversation with a beautiful woman. 
Now, I'm going to give you one more pointer here, and I'm, I'm seeing that we're at 23 minutes, so we're already kind of like way over the usual, the usual length of this podcast. But one thing that you can do, one thing to begin to look at, if you want to be really great in person, is again, that previous point. Am I comfortable being vulnerable around this woman? And that doesn't mean that you break into tears and start sobbing in front of her, although sometimes that does mean that. What that does mean, however, is that you are comfortable talking about your feelings. And you're also comfortable with her talking about her feelings. Because that's really where the connection is. If you can be fully present and mindful in the moment, right? Instead of deeply in your own head. If you can learn how to ground yourself. And if you can learn to talk about how you feel... And how you think about things without worrying about being judged. So again, this circles back around to being okay with looking stupid. Then, your in-person interactions will be 100%. Like, I've never biffed an in-person date with someone that I'm actually attracted to. Not since I learned this. Sometimes in the process of dating someone or meeting up with them in person... Sometimes I discover that I'm not actually attracted to them. This person is actually horrible to be around. It's literally triggering for me, and they haven't done enough self-work in order for me to be in partnership with them, right? I don't want to be with this person long-term, even if I'm physically attracted to them. I've seen enough of the damage that that can cause on my personal well-being, such that I don't want to engage with that person anymore. But... I've never struggled in person to generate attraction after learning those things that we just discussed. So that's the rundown. That's the whole gamut. If you want to fix the clusterfuck that is online dating, that's what you got to do, brah. God, it feels awful to talk about. I don't like using the word brah. Okay. Anyway, uh, moving forward, uh, that is the time that we have for today. And if you got something out of this podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really got something profound out of this podcast, leave me a rating. Help me grow this thing. I want dating to suck less. And I imagine you might want that too. And the more people that are listening to this podcast, the less dating will suck. So, yeah, that's it. I will catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I'll catch you around.